welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, this is Kat. And this is Cherry. And you're listening to Keeping It Creepy with Cherry and Kat. Yay! Yay. <laughs> and today's episode, we are going to be talking about Danganronpa. Danganronpa or Danganronpa? It is probably Danganronpa. Okay, so I feel like it's probably Danganronpa, but I swear because I recently watched it and it, I watched it dubbed. Uh-huh. And Monokuma says Danganronpa at some point, and I was like... So am I wrong? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like the da, I feel like the, in like Japanese or manji, it would be. Da? Da, Danganronpa. Danganronpa. I'm going to butcher it, but it's fine. Because <laughs> the theme song is kind of robotic where they do that. Right? So yes. it, it's hard to tell. Oh, that's right. It is kind of hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Yes. But it is probably Danganronpa. And then I'm going to slip and say Danganronpa just because. Because we're American. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I'm going to do my best. So take that. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so for those of you who do not are not into anime, Danganronpa is an anime, which this will be now be our, I think only our second anime ever on this yeah. podcast, even though Kat and I inhale anime on a regular basis. Yes. Um, for some reason, we've just never talked about it on the show. And we have been planning to do Danganronpa since season one. Yes. It's just a lot to cover, so it, it took us a while to kind of... <laughs> be comfortable. We even took cosplay photos. Yeah, we did. We did. God, they're gone forever. They're but. gone forever. But <laughs> we did do them. <laughs> we had plans. So here we are finally talking about it. So um, we're going to be talking about um, the season one of the show, uh, the game, which covers v- version two, essentially, like yeah. the mid plot. And then season three of the show, because there is no season two of the show. Right. Right. Um, which season three is technically... Two different shows. Yes. We'll get into that. Yes. Um, it's wild. <laughs> it's wild. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give you the brief like tagline for this first, because back when Danganronpa, the first game came out, before there was even an anime or anything, my friend um, that I've known forever, Danny, from like we were in anime club together in high school, <laughs> told me, you will love this. It is Battle Royale meets Phoenix Wright. And for whatever reason, oh. I was like, I don't like that. Even though I like both of those things, I was like, mm, sounds dumb. So he actually <laughs> bought me the game for Christmas on Steam, like when the Steam sale happened, and I ignored it for two years. <laughs> and then I finally was like bored enough that I clicked on it and I played it, and I was like, oh my God, this is great. And he was like, mm, yeah. <laughs> but also, I've never heard that tagline, but that is a perfect description. It is exactly Battle Royale meets Phoenix Wright. Yeah. I stumbled upon... Uh, Danganronpa one night so like when I I saw cosplay I always do it I'm a I'm a teacher for those if I've, I mean, I'm sure I've said it before but if you've never heard it I'm a high school teacher so I have summers off and the biggest convention we go to is in August so like the day after school ends until the convention I am sewing cosplay for like 18 hours a day or at least I was before I had a kid so um <laughs> I would, you know, scroll Funimations to see like what, well, what, what's on here that's dubbed that I haven't seen yet. So I'm watching anime, but also I don't have to read it. Yeah. And Dongan, I always started the A's, and I got to the D. Saw Dongan Ropa. The artwork looks cool. I looked at the synopsis, and I was like, murder, got it. Yes. And I binged the whole thing. <laughs> like, well, the whole first season, right? Yeah. And then was immediately in love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's a great show. If you've never watched it, I don't care if you don't like anime. If you're here, you like horror, watch the anime. Yeah, it's it's great absurdist horror because it's definitely horror. People die. Oh yeah. That is that is the whole plot is people <laughs> will die. People will die. Uh, but it is it's kind of goofy and it's fun and it says like they try to they try to kind of say some interesting things about society, but they never really get 
no. too pretentious about it. No. Like they, <laughs> it's very brief, and then they move on to some other madcap. Exactly. Ex- you know, part of it. Um, yes. Well, it's spoiler-free synopsis. Yes, spoiler-free synopsis. Um, which is just for the basic, like not genre, for the franchise in general. Sure, yeah. Bong and Ropa is about a group of people, mostly students, kids, high school age kids, who are unwillingly trapped into a battle royale murder game of sorts. Um, except the difference between this and battle royale, if you've seen it, or if you've seen Hunger Games, you kind of get the whole battle royale gist, is that when someone dies, uh, the other group members have to hold a trial to try to figure out who the murderer is. And if they figure it out correctly, then the murderer is punished, uh, i.e. murdered. Mm -hmm. And if they don't, then everyone else will be murdered and the killer will get away free. Scott free. So it's like your only ticket out is to kill someone and get away with it. Yes. Uh, And so for some people, they're like, you know what? We'll we'll work together. Power, friendship, we'll find a different way. Or, you know what? This is fine. We'll just live here and and chill. Uh, But for everyone else who has, you know, whatever motivation... Uh, the whole game becomes who can I kill and how can I do it in a way that I can get away with it. Right. And it, it, some of them are very clever. Some of them are very clever. It's so good. All right. Where should we start? I guess we can just kind of go through the franchises, but we're not going to necessarily delve deep dive into the plot too much just because there's a lot to cover. And we love the series, so you should absolutely watch at least some of it and then yes. come back and be familiar with it so that you can kind of discuss it with us. Or maybe if you just listen to us geek out about it, you'll be intrigued enough to, to check it out. <laughs> to check it out, yeah. Um, so the first season is the inside school. All of the kids at the school have some kind of super talent. Yes. Uh, and that is carries through most of the franchise Yeah, where everyone has really, really good at something and some, and they're all ridiculous, ridiculous talents for, <laughs> for like 15 year olds to have. Uh, but this main kid is your everyman, of course, your shonen protagonist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he doesn't have anything going for him except that he's lucky. He got in from a random luck draw. Yep. And so he is just the everyday normal guy hanging out with all of these psychotically talented weirdos. Uh, <laughs> and by weird talent, she means like the super high school level affluent progeny. Yes. Like what, what, that's not a talent. That's not a talent. <laughs> it's not. Born rich. Oh, okay. Or a super high school. My favorite was the super high school level clairvoyant. Yes. Who was only 30% correct. <laughs> yes. He's clearly a fraud. So there is this interesting thing that happens throughout the whole series where they simultaneously say, well, these are real talents. Like, Kirigiri yes. is the ultimate detective, and she is great at she's it. She's an amazing detective. She's, yeah. she's the one who, who figures out almost everything in the first game. She helps your main character kind of be the front man for it, but she knows everything going on from the, from the jump. Right, immediately. Um, so she legitimately has talent in her area, but then they have enough of the others who clearly are not talented to kind of be like, Talent is bullshit. Yes. And it's kind of a lie, and you can't rely on this forever. Like, that is a definite message of the series. Right. And so sometimes, like, so an interesting thing about Tagami, mm-hmm. the uh, affluent, ultimate affluent prodigy. Yes. He's, he's basically just there because he's a rich asshole. Pretty much. And with lots of power. There is a spinoff for him that 
like there's a bunch of spin-off like novels and manga and light novels and some of them I've read the wiki on there this thing is sprawling uh <laughs> but it basically talks about his home life which I think is briefly touched on in the game where he's actually not the uh super high school level affluent prodigy because the togamis have a bunch of kids and then they just let them like fight to the death Oh, like not, not so much, not so much like literally, but like they just maneuver and, and double cross each other until someone gets to inherit. And so he hasn't won. (laughs) And so he's actually not the top like Togami kid. But yet, I mean, by the end he is because they're all dead. They're all dead. Yeah. But but. (laughs) yeah, but by when he gets taken into the high school, he's actually not the top He's not the the most affluent prodigy. Wow. Yeah. So a, a lot of the talents are in some way flawed or yeah. lies, outright lies. Outright lies. <laughs> like, um, I don't know. They're just wild. High school, the ultimate moral compass. That's not a talent. Yes. <laughs> like, you can't. <laughs> that's not a talent. That's just, you're a good person. So yes. you're somehow the goodest of all good. The goodest of Is all, that, that mean? all good persons there's a ultimate uh biker gang leader yes yes the ultimate biker gang, ultimate pop sensation she doesn't sing that one time the entire yes the entire and she's show. part of a group right so is she the ultimate pop sensation because as a group wouldn't they all be right and we know that you know k-pop stands y'all got your favorites but i'm just saying that if you are still in the group and you have not spun off to be solo can you really say that you are on your own right the tippity top. The tippity top. The best of the best. Mm, I don't know, <laughs> I don't Sayaka. Know. <laughs> Let's see. So one of my favorite things about this franchise is that the blood is pink. Yes. Um, it is so neat. Just, I don't know. And it's that weird sort of <laughs> anime, uh, like horror lover way that every, that it's always splattered. Even if they, the way they died was somehow like they should have just oozed, but it's always like splat and it's always pink. And it's this beautiful, bright colored neon pink in contrast. So like, I don't care whatever other colors are on the screen, but like, I, I am always really drawn to bloody things. And so I like that to me is like totally aesthetic is that. (laughs) <laughs> the body reveal picks are always so cool. So cool. Because what the way that the game is structured and the way that some of the anime is structured when it's similar um, yeah. is that, you know, they're trapped in this school or they're trapped in this location, but they're still, they still have to live their lives. So they're eating, you know, they're eating meals. They're trying to like figure out about their situation or maybe they're just training up their talents. Maybe they're, you know, deepening their friendships, yeah. whatever. And then at some point... You just stumble across a dead body. body. (laughs) And of course there's tensions and indications as to what might be happening, kind of some foreshadowing, but it's always kind of jarring. And they put a lot of effort, I think, into those like death discovery pictures. Yes, I think so too, because it's like the kids, for the most part, I mean, in front of everyone, everyone agrees, yeah, we're not going to kill each other. This is bullshit. We're not, we're not murderers. And so like when the group's together, everyone's like, oh yeah, you're right. We're not going to do it. But clearly along the way, one by one, people disagree for right. various reasons because you wouldn't have deaths otherwise. Um, and so 
the ones who truly mean it, the ones who are really like, no, I'm not going to kill, really all are, I mean, if it wasn't for the murder, it always would just be like a slice of life. They're yeah. just like, let's go to the kitchen for ice cream or whatever. And then you get to the kitchen and, oh. <laughs> a body. A body. <laughs> and um, lest you think that they could all kind of just kumbaya their way out of out of the conflict, there is a mascot for this series yes. called Monokuma. I love him. He is so great. He's so great. Little, so little squeaky voice. So <laughs> Adorable black and white bear who is specifically there to make sure that they stay on task. Yes, because if it, when it looks like not enough murder is happening, he's like, let me give you some incentive to kill each other every right. time. Yep. And he doesn't generally kill or hurt the student's on his own, there are a couple of exceptions, but he, that's not his purpose. Yeah. He's there to make them kill each other. So mm-hmm. he'll provide friction or he'll cause discord in some way Yeah. Um, to, in order to encourage them to murder each other. Mm-hmm. It's great. He's adorable. <laughs> ah. Uh, um, what else? I was just about to, I was looking for something. Oh, okay. So I did not remember that. Fukawa, is that her name? Yes. That her talent was that she's an ultimate writing prodigy? Yes. Um, is her alternate yes. also an ultimate? Yes. But serial A killer. separate ultimate. So she is a double ultimate. She's a double, right. Weird, but... I think it's neat. So there's a there's a, a dorky female character, pretty antisocial. She's a writer. And you kind of... Um, it's it sort of talked about that she she kind of got into like fan fiction and and stuff like that but right. then she started writing her own basically like shoujo novels like romance novels but they ended up being like really deep and yeah. and good <laughs> and people loved them and so she won all these literary awards so she is this super shy girl who writes all of these like incredible love stories and then she also has an alter ego yes. where she has a split personality <laughs> who is secretly a serial, a serial killer. killer. And like the top serial right. killer. Right, she is the serial killer of all serial which is wild to me because, so it's known, like all the other kids are like, oh, I know you, you're that, like, and they, they know her, um, not all of them, but uh, Togami knows her, like her, what is it called? Like her pattern yeah. of killing. And he's like, oh, well, she couldn't have done it because she always does this to her victims. But she's walking around free. Like, I just, Well, like, they, so they knew it's like, because they call her Genocide Jack. Yes. Um, gen- it's Genocide or Show in the Japanese. Shut up. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but they call it Jack because of Jack the Ripper, because no one knows who Jack the Ripper is. So they have mm. all this information about these killings. Right. But they had no idea who did it. In fact, they think it's a man. And the only person, Togami, Togami is the one who figures out that it's a woman and that it's um, when um, to- uh, Toko tells him. Like Fukawa tells okay. him. Cause okay. Because she has a crush on him. So yeah. she confesses to him. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I can use this against you. Right, because he's a Yakuza. And right. that's like right up his alley. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> to know this, like, this woman who will immediately murder anyone. And she's the wildest. Like, she is so much fun. Yes. The wildest, craziest like character. I like how... I thought it was cool how her, her, the alternates don't know, like they don't know what the other one is doing. So like he would send her off to like on some, he would send the shy one off on some task and God forbid she sneezed along the way because the cereal would come back to me like, oh, that's why I was over there. Yes. I had, cause they don't communicate no. anyway. <laughs> like they have separate memories. They have separate, I thought it was like, that is really wild and really cool. And I have no idea if that's really how like alternate or a split personality. That's not the word. They call it something else these days. 
But I, I don't know if that's how that really works. I really doubt that it is. <laughs> I 100% <laughs> doubt that it is. It is probably extremely uh, stereotypical and damaging for people who uh, have dissociative disorder. That's what it's called, right. But it is very entertaining in the context of the Danganronpa world. Yes, it is. So I enjoy it. <laughs> so I, I enjoyed it. Not, not accurate at all, probably. Yes, but probably not. She's a lot of fun. But she is definitely one of my favorite characters yes, in the first I season. I liked how in season three, because she's at the beginning of it, how instead of making herself sneeze, because in one, she had like a feather or something and she tickled her nose and she sneezed. She has like a taser that she puts to her head to make herself. And I was like, that's a violent change. So that's okay. actually from a game. Oh, there okay. is Yeah. So there is a game that takes place. Um, the timeline's a little confusing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this game takes place right before this second game. Okay. So it's after they finish up the season one. Yes. And the survivors go about their business. Yes. But before they kind of introduce all of the new characters and the new conflicts. Right. And during that time, everybody joins the Future Foundation. Mm-hmm. But Toko is a fucking serial killer. Yes. So <laughs> Fukawa, they're like, you got to go do something else. Like, we're not, we're not going to like put you in jail. We're busy, but like, you gotta, you gotta go. And so she ends up in, um, Toa city, which is where she meets Nayagi's sister. And okay. that's where she kind of learns to control her murder side. Yeah. And because both her regular side and her murder side become friends with Kamaru. Right. And they are like, well, maybe we shouldn't kill around our new friend. That seems weird. Let's <laughs> let's let's behave. Let's to be normal. <laughs> yeah. So they, with her consent, so Genocide Jill's totally down with it. She's like, you pull me out when something dangerous happens, and I'm allowed to go ape shit yeah, right. by tasing me, and then you just tase me again, and I'll go back to normal when you're <laughs> when you don't want me to kill anymore. When you're done. When you're, done. <laughs> when you're finished. Because I I loved how I didn't I don't know. It was a couple times when they shifted back and forth, and I wasn't really noticing the taser. But at some point, she it's when they're Trying to go for, I don't remember her name, the Hihikamori in three, who's like in a trailer. Oh, Monica. Yes. And um, and she tases herself because yes. she's like, oh, this bitch is crazy. Yeah. Like, I can be crazy too. Yes. I, like, like, I will show no, you. I, <laughs> I will murder a child. <laughs> Straight up. Straight up. I'm not afraid. Oh, you think, you think you've seen crazy? I'm crazy. <laughs> yes. Uh, that is the only game that doesn't fit the exact format. It yeah. is actually a shooter. So Weird. when you are Kamaru, you have a megaphone hacking gun mm. and you shoot at these Monokuma oh, bots. The Monokumas, yeah. Yeah, and so, but that's the that's basically the whole game is you shooting them. Sometimes you control them. Sometimes you get them to do things. Sometimes you just outright kill them um, and you're, you're running through the city. It's, the build is weird because they're clearly not a team that is used to making shooters. Right. <laughs> but the game itself is a lot of fun and I enjoy the storyline, but it is a very jarring to yeah. play in the middle. <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's kind of divisive. Some people love it. Some people hate it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like if you've gotten that far, Ropa has such a steady setup. Yeah. That you're used to one particular thing, you're here for this thing, and now you're getting a shooter. Which yeah, is and it's very called. Different. It was considered Danganronpa 2.5, but then technically it takes place before two. So right. wouldn't it really be 1.5? Which is also kind of how season three goes. Exactly. Because I don't know why. Oh no, having played, I didn't play all of two because two was only a game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did get all the way through the first trial. So like I could, I saw a lot of correlation between, and yeah. then of course some of the characters, I was like, Oh, I recognize these people because I'd already seen three mm-hmm. before playing the game. But 
um, something, I don't know, somehow, oh, watching it correctly, the way you told me to watch it, not only completely changed my perspective of the show, which is kind of sad that it's not posted on Funimation the same way it's intended to be watched, but I realized that technically the despair arc is like almost pre one. It, yeah, it is pre one, which is just weird. Yeah. I mean, not weird, but like what well, it's advertised as three, right. but it's actually zero. Okay, so let let me give you a brief timeline of Danganronpa with the games and the anime. Not talking about the manga or the light novels. Stuff can fuck right off. It's way too many. <laughs> it's there's too way, much. there's too much. I can't do it. <laughs> um, so in order, the anime Danganronpa three. Yes. Is split into two parts. Yes. The first part, Despair Arc, is the first thing that happens out of all Danganronpa in the core. Yes. Because it is actually the class before the class that ends up being tested in the first game. Right. They're their senpais. Right. Right. And it shows how they go from this wacky school, which is kind of just a wacky sla- slice of life, <laughs> to murder and death and destruction. Right. It's like, it's like, this is the catalyst. Yes. Yeah. And so that, but what you should do, which they don't advertise is that that third anime series is actually split into two parts and the future arc takes place at the very end of the series. Yes. But when you're watching it, you really should alternate episodes because in a lot of cases they'll introduce like a character or a concept in the despair arc and then you get to see what happened to them all the way at the end of their story in right. the very next episode. But they're not posted that way in Funimation and I had to be told by somebody else who was more hardcore into this <laughs> to do that. And then when I watched it that way, I was like, oh shit. Right, and so I had already watched it long before Kat and I even talked about Danganronpa. And so we were planning to do this episode, podcast episode, and she told, asked me if I had seen it like that, and I was like, I, I was supposed to alternate? It completely, it completely changes how you process what is happening in the show. Like, I know I realized the despair arc was the pre, but it was just so much cooler that way. Like, when you're meeting, um, what's her name? Is it, is it, Saika and who is the her friend the candy one? <laughs> Saika who makes the like potions, not potions. She makes right the, the like, ultimate pharmacist the, right, and the, the ultimate candy figure. I the, I only remember talents right. straight up. So the pharmacist and the the sweets maker and like so because you watch it's like it's like you're supposed to do future despair future despair. Yes. So you see end and it's like you get a flashback and then it's like here's the end and you get a flashback so we saw in future you watch the episode where their relationship is falling apart and they're now um and the pharmacist is trying to kill the sweets maker and then that episode ends you go to the future or the despair arc and you see them meeting for the first time and it like completely and then being friends and then being friends and because at the end of the despair no I'm sorry. At the end of the future episode, they're both like, how did we even get here? Yeah. And credits. And then you go to the despair episode and you get to see like day one, how they met and their relationship developed. And you're like, and you get to see them, how they're both misinterpreting each other's behavior. It completely, it made such a huge difference in the show. And I'm like so angry (laughs) that it's not just posted 
to Funimation properly. Or at least that they didn't tell you that alternating it was like a whole different experience. It's a whole different, because I don't think to Google what's the proper way to watch this. I assume I'm going to watch it in the order it's presented to me. Seriously. And so I, I, that, so I just did it by hand. I would watch one because like, you know, it's going to autoplay. I mm-hmm. want it to autoplay. No, don't go. Got to can't, got to back out, go to the next, but I did it. And I do not regret. That's right. I don't regret doing it. It totally, it made a complete difference because it's like dis, the despair arc isn't one. It makes the despair arc title being despair arc so much more ironic yeah. that way. But it was just really sweet. Like, okay, let's see what's happening to this person. Oh, let's... And the, the flashbacks perfectly... They're perfectly tied together. Like, every single episode, it was just... It's beautifully done. It's a really well-constructed anime. The first... The first so we talked about the anime. The first season of the anime is exactly the first game. It's exactly the first game. Okay. There's no changes whatsoever. Um... So the second uh, game is a group of people who are on an island, and you can tell pretty early that it's a computer simulation. There's a lot of little hints, yes. things glitching out, mm-hmm. um, time passing weirdly, yeah. where there's clearly some manipulation, and you kind of think that that's the reveal, like, oh, that's the shock, is that it's all a computer simulation. No, the real shock is who's in the simulation, and it is that group of kids who graduated right before the class that ended up trapped in the killing game. Right. And what happened to them? Well, they were so corrupted that they went out and caused the world to end. Mm -hmm. They all took their individual powers and their individual talents, and they just wrecked face and destroyed the world's economy, like terrorist attacks, horrible, horrible things. And it's because of them that the mastermind, Junko, is able to kind of take total control, which leads directly to that first killing game. So you find out that it's all of those people that have been basically put into a rehabilitation program. Yeah. And they have to, (laughs) if you can get through this program, you'll be a good person, but of course it goes horribly horribly awry. (laughs) Uh, And and I just thought that was so neat because you really did think that, oh, this is the 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 reveal. Oh, this is the reveal. Oh, this is really the reveal. (laughs) And I loved that they worked that into... The anime, because it's kind of like who these, like, there, it's a lot of questioning of identity. So who are these people really? Right. Because they're kind of their 15-year-old asshole-ish selves, right? But they're also kind of these 20-something murderers, but they're also kind of something new in between. Yeah. And so that's kind of what they, it ends very hopefully with them trying to get out of this program. And like the goal of the program was to literally brainwash them into thinking they were 15 again. Right. Which would have been a terrible idea. idea. That would not, that would not worked out well at all. But because it went slightly wrong and they all ended up having to kind of murder and sort of start remembering things, what they come out more normal where they kind of recall the things that they did and they want to make up for it. And they can be like, people and not (laughs) eternal children (laughs) just super dark so then there's a game that takes place during it's it's like right before they put those despairs the remnants of despair in the rehabilitation program so they're still out wrecking face but everybody from the first game and the killing game has kind of who was going to survive has gotten out and is living their lives and that's where it kind of is all of the 
all the things that led to how they captured the remnants of the despair, of despair, how okay. they all kind of got them together in one place and carted them off into an island. And of course, it was just a lot of that's the shooter, that's the crazy like big <laughs> destruction game. Um, and it's basically a bunch of school kids uh, take over a city and kill all the adults. Oh. Love it. Yes. Great. So it's just full of creepy <laughs> little kids and dead adults. Mm. And, and it's it's a mess, but it's really cool. <laughs> and at, at the end, it's kind of like, oh, we were doing this to get all the remnants of despair together. And then the Future Foundation like sweeps in and arrests yeah, them. So that's, it works out really well. And then there is a third game that everyone hates. And it is it has nothing to do with any of the rest of them. Well, that's terrible. I understand why they did it this way. But also, someone should have told them no. And we can talk about that once we get to the end. <laughs> um, so, where should we go now? I don't know. So, I guess we pretty much finished up the first game, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, so. Um, we, of course, like the twist is that it's, that Junko's not, that Junko wasn't Junko. Right. Which I forgot because it's been a while since I've watched it. Yeah. And Junko is like one of my favorite characters ever. I like crazy bitches. Um, well, in my anime and my like live action stuff, not so much, yeah. but anime, if the crazy, if she's crazy and she's a girl and she murders people like she's right up my alley, yes. I don't know why. <laughs> but- <laughs> I love it. Uh, so another thing that I really like about Junko being the final bad guy is that Junko's special power has nothing to do with what actually makes her special. Nothing. No. It's just that she's hot. Yep. Like, she is the ultimate fashionista supermodel yep. girl. Yep. She's cute and she dresses nice. She has big boobs. That's it. And then it turns out that she's actually super talented yeah. in all these other ways. She's super manipulative. She's super charismatic. She's super analytical. Like, she she has all of these, this great logical mind. And they ignore it because she's pretty. Because she's and I pretty. feel like, oh, I was like, oh, I see what you did there. I see what you're saying there. I got that. <laughs> so she gets away. She gets away with all of these things because... They assume, oh, this blonde girl with these big boobs is really dumb. And she's like, yeah, I'll play that. I'll, I'll play dumb blonde for you, sure. <laughs> but I'm actually like a mastermind. Yes. It's amazing. Oh, it's, it's how she just leans into it and, and makes it work for her. But basically she uh, uses her sister to fake her own death mm-hmm. so that she can continue to pull the puppet strings behind the scenes. Lots of people die. And at the very end, it is... Uh, Lucky Kid, Ultimate Detective, Ultimate Clairvoyant, <laughs> right? <laughs> the serial killer slash uh, literary girl, yeah, and the super swimmer, super swimmer. That's right, and that's it. And those that's those it. are the five out of sixteen people. Everyone else is dead. Yep, through various through either murder or there's at least one. Suicide. Oh, the affluent prodigy. Did I miss him? Prodigy. So yeah, yeah. So he, it was six. It's six. Yeah, he makes it too, but he is not. Somehow he is not wrapped up in three until he voluntarily comes. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's a a bitch. Save the day. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so like through either being murdered or being found guilty and being executed or there was the the one suicide. And then, yeah, everybody else is just dead. Everybody's dead. And they stay dead. So you get to the end and they find out, oh shit, this whole thing... Uh, has been like some weird post-apocalyptic experiment outside society has literally collapsed. Yes. And so they make the decision together, you know what, fuck it, we're going to go out there anyway and try to make a make a real world together. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how it ends. And then that's when we kind of move over into the second game and, and all that other stuff. Right. The second game, which is kind of like a middle game, and then three, which is a pre and a post. Yes. <laughs> 
So timeline, wild. <laughs> All over the place. <laughs> I did like, I thought that the deaths were cooler in two or like the trials were more interesting yeah in two. i agree yeah uh, i think that they really put some thought into like how people would die there was a couple of there was like one thing because i try not to look things up yeah. uh for that kind of game especially because it's very generous with letting you restart but there was one thing i had to look up i was like i have no idea how how did this girl <laughs> die spoiler Someone took a handful of gravel, wrapped it in a swimsuit, and beat her to death with it. Oh, how you're not gonna? Would I know? Not, how, how would, would I know? know? <laughs> <laughs> and to, to be fair, there are some clues. Like there's a broken aquarium, and someone says that their swimsuit got stolen. But how do you put those two, would, things, together? Put those two things together? I did not. And of course, it, broken aquarium, I would be like glass. I'm not gonna think you took took the pea gravel out of the bottom. And, <laughs> and, and I had to, I had to text Cat while I was trying to do the first trial, not because I didn't know intellectually. I was like, I know that she's wrong, and I gotta be like, ah, you're wrong. But I'm like, I don't know what button to push. I'm a, I'm not a gamer, just in case you can't tell. <laughs> like I'm not. A, I will play games, but I'm terrible at games, so I do not call myself a gamer because that would be unfair to people who are actually gamers right. gamers can can play any genre of game that they want uh but yeah some of those some of those mini games were rough for, was, in the in I the trial like, oh i'm not through. fast enough it was a lot of fun and i'm going to finish the game because i did enjoy it like good i hope you do i i think that you will uh enjoy the the overall arc yeah of the, it was really fun and just like you're, so the way the game plays is that you are, um, you're, you're Nyegi in the game, right? Second one? The second no. one, you're Hajime. Hajime, thanks. I was, I could see his face and I was like, that's not the same guy. So you're, I'm, you're Hajime and you're essentially like walking around, you're in this situation, you wake up, you have no idea anything about yourself except your name, which is good. Um, but like he didn't remember his Talent. talent. Um, and so you are experiencing this island along with everyone else. And then suddenly someone's dead and now you all have to figure out. And it was just like, I was, that's really cool. I love that sort of thing. Like, I mean, like I love Phoenix, Wright, Where you have to like figure out the mystery and what's going on. And I'm like, so I'm like reading all the dialogue really carefully. And like, sometimes I would go to the transcript and be like, wait, what did she say up there? Like that was it was good. It was I so love, much love fun. Yeah. Yes. I'm definitely going to finish it. Good. Yeah. I, I think it's fantastic. Um, yeah. So the two things that I really love about this game, which you will also get in the anime, you don't have to watch, play this game in order to get it. It just no. goes in more depth about some characters that you don't get a lot of time with in the anime. Yeah. Um, is that first of all, your main guy, Hajime, doesn't remember his talent because he doesn't have one. Yeah. He is a normie. <laughs> yeah. He's a which, secret which normie. In, and in three, you're like, oh, you are a reserve horse. Oh, you are literally no one. Oh. Oh. <laughs> or, oh poor he's, he's, so you really feel for him because, I mean, unfortunately, in American schools, in most American schools, we have tracking, and that means that there are smart classes and there are low classes. Yes. And just because you're in a low class doesn't mean that you are dumb. It, a lot of cases, it means that you have poor attendance, that you don't have good discipline, pro like that you might have some disciplinary issues. Yep. You could have maybe some kind of, uh, you know issue with like a learning disability or maybe mm -hmm. you're just lazy. Like there's a lot of reasons right. you that be people completely unmotivated, yeah. but a genius on the inside. Like, right. Yeah. And, and so it doesn't say anything about you. And we know that like 
to a degree, but in the moment, like it sucks to be in that kind of class because the kids know, the kids know which are the low classes and they know know which are the high classes and they never let you forget. (laughs) And so this school takes it to the extreme, (laughs) the extreme where everybody who's in this, they're only in this low course to pay like they know that they're only there because they're they're the not scholarship students. They're yep. the ones who are paying full price just for the name of the school. Just to say they go there, just to put that on their like resume for yeah. college that I graduated from Hope's Peak Academy. Yeah. But they they're the security guards literally don't let them talk to the kids who have talents. Nope. They're not even like allowed on that side of the nope, campus. No, he tries to talk to that one kid and gets punched in the face. Yes. <laughs> like my God. Oh, no. Huh. And so you got this. Most of them either are like kind of delusional, like the gangster's sister, where right. she's like, I'm just here for a little I'm while. I'm a little, little sister. And it's like, mm, but you're uh-huh. in the reserve course, honey. Yeah. <laughs> How are you the best little sister? How does that work? Hmm? How does that work? How does that work? Uh, or you, you're just like coasting and chilling like the mean girl. Yep. Uh, or you're trying your damnedest. And you're still just not good enough, right. which is Hajime. Hajime. He yeah. is trying so hard. <laughs> he like desperately wanted to be a ultimate something. And it's like, well, I don't know what my talent is. You don't have a talent. Mm, no, baby. <laughs> but because, but just like Naegi in the first series, because he is the normal, everyone likes him. He yeah. gets, he's able to like navigate these like social common sense mm-hmm. kind of, of situations in a way that the, the others, because they're so specialized, they only do this one thing they're super good at <laughs> yeah. that. They're like, Oh my God, you're, you're the best. Right. Every, <laughs> right. Cause everything that they see, every, all the clues, they all filter it through their own particular skill set. And yeah. it's like, but you can't do that because the killer didn't have your talent because they had yes. a different, they were something else. Like, so in the second game, there is a super high school level uh, musician, like ultimate rock star. Girl. Right. And so the only thing that she can do is she can perfectly pick out like pitches and voices. Right. So she could tell you exactly what people said, when they said it and how, how they said it. Uh, but she can't apply that to the mystery. Not at all. She no. has to like, tell Hajime, oh, well, this person said this, this person said that, this person said this other thing. And then he looks at it and figures out, oh, well, that shouldn't have worked because of X, Y, Z. So this is proof of the killer. If they're saying this, well, this must have been happening at the time. And it's like, she... She she literally could not cross a point. Nope. All she could do is tell you what happened. And she was like, be proud of me because I remembered it all. And he's like... did my part. Okay. (laughs) But without him, they would be screwed. Right. And the gymnast who literally only wants to ever eat. That's all she wants to do is eat. Like, she doesn't care. She's... And and gym around. Eating gym around. Yep. She's like, well, the food. But can we eat, though? And it's like, they're they're like, someone died. She's like, (laughs) I mean, okay, but like, can I just get that piece of chicken right? They're like, no, honey, stop. (laughs) Someone died. Like, what are you... So good. Hajime, no talent at all, but also somehow. The but best. also the king of the of, of the ultimates or <laughs> the whatever. King of the ultimate. And then Kamida, who is evil Nyagi. And yes. I thought that was such a neat idea for them to be like, <laughs> we'll make another guy who's only lucky and he seems to be really nice. And we're even gonna put him in the same green hoodie. Yep. And oh bam, turns out he's crazy. He's <laughs> like, well, I just figured if someone died, then you all would have a lot of hope. And it's like, that's not how hope works. <laughs> like, if, if, if a bunch of people die, whoever's left is going to be super like happy and hopeful to be alive. Right. He's right? Like, right. That's so smart. Right. I was just trying to like get these murders going. So you guys could be 
feel better about being alive? I don't know. So I will I will say that as a high school teacher, <laughs> that one shitty kid ruining it for everyone in each of these like games and scenarios is like so on brand. So on brand. A hundred percent. Like th- the first season we have uh Tagami, who's literally just fucking with crime scenes for fun. Yes. Like, just to be a dick. He doesn't want to die. He's just doing it for fun. <laughs> or then the second one, we have Kamida, who's, who's fucking with shit, because he's like, oh, this is going to, everyone's really going to, he, he reminds me of the kid who's, who does the worst shit, thinking it'll make him popular. Yes. But it exactly, does the opposite. That's exactly what he's doing. Like, every time. He's pulling the fire alarm. They, that's what he's doing. They were like, well, how did you manage it? He was like, I didn't know if it was going to work. I just got lucky. And it's like, yeah, because that's your fucking that's your talent. fucking talent is luck. Is uh, luck. <laughs> like, he's the ultimate lucky kid. That's his yes. talent. I like that both uh, Naegi and uh, Kamida have ultimate luck, but it's in different ways. Yes. Where Naegi's luck looks like it's something super unlucky that turns out to be lucky. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite parts in the anime is when Junko just like chucks a wrench at his head. Yeah. And he like slips on a banana peel. <laughs> yep. Whoop. Oh, oh, that's so unlucky that I just felt. Yeah, but it saved you from but getting it's, brained. But it's also super lucky because you would have died. Yeah, so all of his stuff, like he gets he gets into Hope's Peak. Oh, how lucky. Oh, this horrible thing happened. Like, all this, I would have been completely left out of this horrible killing game if I hadn't gone. Oh, that's unlucky. Oh, but if you, you had been left out, you'd be out in the post-apocalyptic right, wilderness. Right, you live here. And, oh, well, that then that's lucky, I guess. And it, like all of, all of the things that happen to him are like that. And I think that's so neat. And the Kamidas is super good luck and then super horrible luck. Yep. Like sometimes it's for him, sometimes it's for people around him, doesn't matter. It's just constantly like but constantly just spreading the luck. Like uh. my parents are dead, but he won the lottery. Like <laughs> wild. Like when he gets um expelled from school yes. for because he blew it up essentially. Yes. With the dog anyway. Um, <laughs> and they want to, they're trying to like revoke the suspension and let him back in school and they can't find him. They're like, knowing him, he probably like want to cruise somewhere. And sure enough, he's like stranded on some island where he was in fact like on a trip, but like a plane crash or his boat sank or something. And he's like, oh, that's unlucky, but also super lucky because you didn't die. Right. Because like, it's implied he's the only one who survived. He's the only one who survived. <laughs> <laughs> I am interested. The only plot hole, I think, is that, you know, Kamida gets expelled from school after there's the first death, which isn't even, it isn't even a death of a super high school level person. Yeah, no. And it's the only death that if Junko wasn't there would have still fucking happened. Yes. So, uh, this girl from the reserve course gets killed and, uh, everybody's bummed about this, obviously. (laughs) And so, uh, Kamida to take their minds off everything wants to get exams canceled and the school's like, no. So he's like, you know what would get the exams canceled? If I blew up the fucking gym. If I fuck up the school. <laughs> I'm just going to blow up the fucking gym. So he kind of does, and he ends up getting caught, and he gets suspended. Okay. So something happens in this, like, six months that he's suspended. Yeah. Because he comes back with a fucking gun. Yes. Ready to kill ready Junko. To kill. Ready to go. <laughs> Where were you, sir? What were you doing? What, were you what doing? did you learn? How did you, how do you know? <laughs> I mean, I guess the answer is just, oh, he was lucky he and was stumbled lucky across and, it. Right. But probably found that gun in, like, found, probably walking down an alley, saw a bag, <laughs> opened it up, there was a gun. He was like, I'm going to keep this gun. And it just happened to be... 
Because he's fucking Kamaya. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, he is. He's. It's so. And it's interesting because he's also like a very base breaking character. Some people are like he's so fucking annoying. Cannot stand him. And some people are like, oh, I love him. And that's weird. But <laughs> I'm directly in the middle where he's just such an interesting addi- addition to the to the he the is, game because the luck got on my nerves. The one that sticks out to me is when. They're trying to find um, the their teacher in three, and they come up to this statue, and he's like, hmm, this looks weird. And he touches a completely, there is nothing interesting about the place where he puts his hand on this statue, but it just happens to be the fucking button that opens up these underground stairs so they can find, and I was like, oh, I hate you so much. And then the girl he's with is like, well, you didn't know? He's like, nope, I just got totally like, I can't stand it. <laughs> claim the luck he's no. just like nope <laughs> it's gonna happen to work out oh i hate you so much <laughs> i i think because they explain it a little bit when you get further into the game that his luck is like oscillating so like a number of good things happen until he hits his like luck cap and uh-huh. then something horrible happens <laughs> so him like I guess finding out about Junko and coming in and like running across Chiaki immediately yeah. and finding the lair immediately and, and all this other stuff happening and not getting killed when he gets t- like shot. <laughs> like all. No. all these things. There's like, wow, that's some really great luck. Oh, and then everyone falls into despair and the world ends. Yes. So it's like, that was the dip. <laughs> and we're Bam. done. <laughs> so uh, the cycle, I just think that it, I'm really proud of them for having two characters with the same talent that they did in a completely different way. Right. Like they could have been really lazy with that. But they were not. And Nayagi is the best. Yes. <laughs> Ni- yes. I, oh, you have, to, if you don't like Nayagi better than Kamida, then that is, a, that is an indication of some serious fangirl-itis and you need to get that checked out. You need out. to get that checked out. But <laughs> he is a great character for the series, for real. <laughs> he is. I don't, know that I have it. Well, Junko's my favorite character, I think, but... Um, oh, I thought it was neat, cool, interesting how... Wow, and this comment I'm about to make just also opened up a question for me. Hmm. So, in 2, the Monokuma's sister, whose name I can't think of right now, the pink and white bunny, in the show in 3, is Usami, that I think. girls like Avatar. Yes. And is that... Wait, the question is forming. But she's like, are they the same bunny? If that makes sense? Because cl- clearly Mona yes. Kuma is like a robot yes. being controlled by someone. So like that pink and white bunny in the game is still the same girl controlling the bunny? That's what I'm asking. So the bunny is not, um, she's a computer program. Right. So, but she was... Basically, do you remember how in the first series, um, the hacker guy yes. dies? Yeah, Ch- Chihiro, Ch- the, trans- yeah, Ch- the transgender Chihiro. kid. That Chihiro dies, and then Chihiro is, becomes a computer program? Yes. That computer program created oh, two. Oh, got it. That makes sense. So it's kind of that person. Yes, got it. That makes total sense. Yeah. Because then in three, because now that I've played the game, I was like, oh, that's that buddy. In three... It's that, I don't know their names because I'm terrible at names, but that one girl in the wheelchair who was like so shy that she didn't speak, she spoke through this character. I was like, it's the same bunny. That's got to be something. Yes, it is. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. That's got to be a thing. That's pretty cool, which helped to have played the game because before I didn't think twice about it. Right. You're just like, buddy, cool. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Okay, sure. The shitty little kid. Who is it? It's from another game. That's fine. (laughs) But you wanted to... I love, so Monica, the, the Hikikomori girl, yeah. she is 
also a really great bad guy, their design notes for her was that we wanted to make an irredeemable character. Like we wanted a character oh, yeah. no one would like. It's like people like Junko, people oh. like Kamada, people like mm. the other bad guys. We wanted one that no one would like and they hit it out of the park. Yes, Monica is literally the fucking worst. Because this this bitch, she like is wreaking havoc and then when, um, when... Is it Nayagi's sister? Yeah. When Nayagi's sister and the serial killer find her, she's like, yeah, I was, that was a phase. I don't, I'm not doing that anymore. And it's like, bitch, that was 10 minutes ago. Yes. Like, you were literally just, you were literally, you literally just tried to kill us. And now you're like, it's a phase. I'm not doing that anymore. <laughs> like, what, the, what, is, what is wrong? What is wrong with you? <laughs> I couldn't stand it. I rewound because I was like, <laughs> wait, the phase, you mean like, right before they found you, when you tried to murder them with a horde of monokumas, like you, the and it just you just blinked and now you're done with. Now yeah, you're she's bored. done. She's over. Bored. She's over it. She's the she's like a mur a murdered teenager child that just yeah. absolutely the worst. Hormones all over the place. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yes. Hormones all over the place. And now she's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm bored. I whatever. I'm so <laughs> in the game, she's in a wheelchair. Yes. And then she just gets up. Because she was faking it the whole time for sympathy. And in the game, she's in a wheelchair where we find out it's a robot. Yes. That she's been controlling from this alternate location. So at the end of the game, she does get injured. And so it's kind of up in the air if she actually got paralyzed. Because <laughs> uh, she gets like a spine injury. Yeah. And if you recall in the anime, you never see her get up. No, she's like laying on her stomach playing games. Which you could easily be like, well, she's just chilling. Right. But you're right. She could be. But she could, she be, could be. paralyzed from the waist and down. And we wouldn't know. No, because she never, she doesn't even roll over to yeah. look at him. She literally she just, like, just like. She just like presses some buttons and yeah, goes. Yeah, presses some buttons. She kind of looks over her shoulder at him a little bit. And that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, and that's it. I thought that was a neat <laughs> nod. Like, is it? I don't know. I don't know. Because she, she, she lies. Right. So, so <laughs> she could be. She could not be. We, we don't know. We don't right. know. Because they don't even know that they're dealing with a robot. It's not like they're like physically touching each other. No. So the whole time, uh, Naegi and the swimmer girl are like interacting with her, thinking, oh, yeah, she, they're made friends with her. And they think, oh, you're in a wheelchair. But she's so shy. That's why she talks through this avatar. When really, it's like, no, she's a robot. And if she talks, she'd sound like a robot. So you can't, like, she can't talk to you out of her. <laughs> you would know she was fake. <laughs> <laughs> so when we get to the when we get to the anime in the future, um, Naegi and the rest of them have joined the Future Foundation. It's like the big world government trying to put things to right yeah. during this apocalypse, and they more or less have their hearts in the right place. But because they're a big bureaucracy, they do some fucked up shit too. And Naegi's like arrested because he helped all of those remnants rehabilitate, and they didn't want them rehabilitated; they wanted them dead. Right. So while he's trying, kind of being judged, and they're trying to figure out, well, should should we punish him? Should we put him in trial? Should we just kill him? Like, what what should we do? We're really mad at him. Um, the facility that they're in ends up locked down and they have another killing game, but this killing game doesn't follow any of the rules. None, none it, at all. It's completely chaotic, which I really, I liked because of course it would be, Junko's not running it anymore. Right. So it doesn't follow the same Super rules. Super analytical mind Junko yeah. is there, yeah. So it's, it's half because, uh, it's, it's a manipulation tactic by the head of the Future Foundation to make certain things happen. Um, and it's and then even as they're trying to figure it out, one of the reasons Naegi's having had such a hard time like pinning down what the fuck is going on mm -hmm. is because there's a second 
saboteur. Right. And it's just fucking Monica. <laughs> she's just there to fucking shit up for no reason. She's no agenda. Until she's like, oh, you found me. Well, I'm done. Yes. Uh, game over, I guess. Game over, I guess. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to go into space is what this heifer says. Yes. And then she has these was pick up her trailer. She flies off. <laughs> Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever you want to do. Her, like, her game is so fucking violent in that, in that spinoff. Uh, so you remember how in Danganronpa 1, and yeah, in the first one, how one of the motivations that they have is that they show everybody videos and pictures of their friends and family. Yes. And then something horrible happens to them. Right. Like they get kidnapped or they get knocked out or something bad. And, you, you know, if you want to find out what happened to them, you better kill and get out. Get out. That's right. <laughs> um, and that's the motivation for the first murder. So... What it turns out is that it turns out that the all those remnants of despair kidnapped them, okay, and took them to Toa City and basically imprisoned them, old boy style, in like an apartment building for like a year or two. Yikes! And that's where Nagi's sister's been for the last two years, and all the other all the other apartments are full of people's sisters and moms and brothers wow. and, and loved ones. And what happens is when Monica takes over the town, mm-hmm. she has all of the, the children murder their parents. Like all the kids go around and murder the adults. Great. And then she sets all of those people loose and starts hunting them as a game. <laughs> because she's, yeah. Because she's a crazy evil child. <laughs> and so, yeah, it's like demon hunting and they just go out trying to pick off. So you see um, Asah- uh, Asahina, mm-hmm. uh, Swimmer Girl's brother, gets blown up. Oh, uh, love it. Chihiro's dad, or like, yeah, Chihiro, the 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 hacker, yeah. is, his, or, uh, the dad, like, dies in an elevator. Like, it's, oh, it's just, fun. it's like, oh, hey, remember me? Now I'm dead. <laughs> the game. And the only reason that Kumaru, like, survives is because, first of all, she's Nayagi's sister, and right. they kind of make it clear that, like, we're stacking the deck in your favor. Yeah. Uh, and Toko's watching out for her. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when you have a, a hyper high level serial killer as a best friend. Right. You're then, probably going to survive. Then it's you're fine. good. <laughs> good to go. <laughs> I did notice that the blood is not pink in the future arc. Yes. Yeah. It's actually red, like blood, like this is real, where in the game and then in season one, it's pink, almost like because this is a game, even though people are actually dying, yeah. the blood is pink, but then like, oh, this is real life. So yeah. this blood looks like blood. And I was like, that's a good, I like that change. Yeah, it was yeah. grittier. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was much more, not that murder and death isn't serious, but like it was just much more dark and serious and like hopeless yes yeah then i don't know i mean i know that sounds ridiculous but like. no it, it does like i mean it's dangropa has this like great absurdist yeah humor to it where something horrible will happen and then something really funny will happen and you laugh and then you feel bad but it, it's designed that way you're supposed to like you're supposed to be enjoying yourself right. as you're watching as this you're horrible watching. murder game. Yeah. And <laughs> people will one-off. So there's some one-off weird stuff that you can kind of get in some of the games. All of the games, uh, the core games, uh, 1, 2, and V3, have a dating sim embedded in them. Oh. So if you beat the game, you have this special little extra uh, where... 
something happens to Monokuma and Monokuma isn't making you kill yourselves. Like he's going to let you go after like 30 days or something. Yeah. So you just have 30 days to like make a best friend or date someone. <laughs> and so it's kind of a neat way for you to like see everybody's events yeah. and things. But sometimes the things you learn about their characters are so fucked up. Uh, so Sayaka, there's like one point she dies super early. The, the, Ultimate pop idol girl, right? Yeah. Right. So she dies super early. She's the first victim in the first game. She's out <laughs> like that. Uh, she flirts. Her and uh, Naegi seem to like each other. Like they kind of flirt. They knew. Oh, they oh, were right. middle yeah. school friends, and ah, uh, you yeah. know. And so she's like, "Oh, please help me! I just need to get out." And he's like, "I'm gonna get you out! I'm gonna get you out!" And so she tries to frame him for murder. Yes. <laughs> but when she goes to kill her victim, the victim. Fights back right, and she right. dies. So unfortunately, sucks to be Sayaka. Uh, but she is a pop idol and she is very famous. She's part of this famous group. And at one point, she talks to uh, the clairvoyant guy and he yeah. says something very offhanded about uh, making predictions for like producers and stuff. <laughs> and she gets upset with him or like she gives him a weird look. Well, if you dig and you do all of the side story stuff, it turns out that he advised a producer or something about making her a big star, and that producer, like, molested her. Oh. Yeah, as, like, mm. a weird quid pro quo. Yeah, and it's, like, it's a, a oh, one-off yeah. one line. It is not, like, de delved into <laughs> no. at all. But if you, like, make really good friends with Sayaka, which you have to do in the extra game because bitch is dead, she, you can't talk, right. talk can't to talk her. her in the, <laughs> <laughs> in the other parts of the game, she's, she's gone. Uh, but she kind of indicates that bad things have happened to her. Like, she's had to do some really awful things to get ahead. And then when you make friends with Yasuhiro, he's like... Yeah, you know, I just tell people what I think they should do and how they should Ooh. seize the day and make sure that they take every opportunity. And you're just like, oh, <laughs> oh wait, no. no. Oh, no. Without that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. So, but that's all played up with these ridiculous characters and these crazy <laughs> color schemes. And you're like, you just slid that you in there. slide that in there. It's fine. <laughs> Wild. Wild. I love this show. It's so good. <laughs> like and it totally stood up like it's not it hasn't been this is actually probably the third time I've gone through the whole thing and at no point was I bored or just like regretting watching it no I loved every minute of it it was amazing I would watch it again like yes I think it it holds up it definitely holds it's up it's not as horror-y as some of the other horror anime that I really like it's definitely no corpse party but <laughs> no <laughs> but it's God. a different kind of like it's a different kind of horror. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like it's a very normal people are terrible people or normal people can't be terrible people mm -hmm. as, as a, as a, as a genre. Right. <laughs> yeah. That was good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So that's basically it. Oh, um, so yeah, we, I mean, we've gone through the first game and how it connects to the second game, the little kind of in between shooter game where, where, you know, Togo gets, gets reformed. And then we talked about the anime and how it has the two parts. You should definitely watch them. You should definitely alternate. And now we got to talk about Dangarumba V3 real quick, because I would be doing you a disservice if I did not talk about this fucking game. <laughs> so I did not play this game for a really long time because it's expensive and I heard it was bad and I didn't want to pay full price when it was going to be bad. So it finally went on sale on Steam and I picked it up and I started playing it and I hate this fucking game. First of all, the mini games during the trial are a lot harder than they should be. Like the controls, they tried to do some new things and there were a couple of mini games that I literally don't know how to play. I would just hit buttons until I got through them. 
Oh, that's not how uh, yeah, which games I'm, work? I'm not, I'm not like, I'm not a super gamer, guys, but I'm also like, I've been playing games for a really long time. I play a decent number of PC games, including indie games, and I just, it, it's not intuitive right. at all for you. I think they really expect you to have played one and two very well and be very familiar with the mm, controls yeah. so that you can then do it really well. So, mm. and I also think that they adjusted it because that one simultaneously released for PSP, I think for Vita or for the PlayStation mm -hmm. or something. It, it, it's a console release as well as a PC release. And I think they changed some of the mini games to be easier to play on console. And so it's way harder to play on PC. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. So it just, it's, it's a pain in the ass to play in the first place. Um, the character designs suck and there's a reason for it. Uh, but basically the plot of the third one is that uh, all of the Dangaropas have been fake. They've all just been a TV show. Oh, that's garbage. Yeah, it's just all the Dangaropas are fake. They've all just been a TV show. Oh, that's true. And trash. the reason that this is V3 is that this is the 53rd season of this show. Oh, no, that's true. And it's your fault that you keep watching this and whoever survives just goes on to a new game and has a horrible life and everybody everybody who's in the game signed up for it and then they get brainwashed to forget they signed up for it and so now they're really unhappy but they have all these tapes of them wanting to murder each other so they're bad people and then at the end it's the same like you know five six characters who get to survive yeah they they commit suicide so that there won't be another game that's trash yeah it's really shitty and i get what they were doing because they were basically like look you guys want us to just keep killing kids it's kind of macabre like we've run this this series into the ground like we made this great we made a spinoff anime like this all comes full circle you don't need any more Dangaropa but people ask for things that they like right. they like the setup they said please give us more Dangaropa and they're like we don't want to so we'll give you one th so bad that you will never ask for another but one but also just don't give it to but them then just don't just make don't. it just say no like I that game is a punishment for liking Dangaropa you play uh. that game like fuck everyone for, for making me play this game. I hate this game. And then you get to the end, you're like, oh, you want me to hate this, you game, want me to hate this game. So I won't ask for any more so you can make a different game. Which is trash because you didn't you didn't hate you didn't want to say no so badly that you didn't want my money. Yes. So you gave me don't like sometimes I think that people who make things don't understand that like to a certain extent, once you put something out in the world, it is not totally yours anymore. It is yours. You have the creative control. Hopefully you're the one making money out of it. Right. But other people, it can live in other people's head rent free. You know, they, yes. they can have whatever headcanon, whatever belief system that they want about this. And you can't control that. Not at all. You have to let it go. And they can't fucking let it go. Like, there are manga that I have read that the manga artist has, like, or the writer has, like, ruined their own fucking franchise based off of the fact that they didn't like what the fans were doing. I mean, Neon Genesis Evangelion is like a great, <laughs> that was a great example for how he was very happy at the end of that anime. Nobody liked it. So he's like, well, I'll give you a great fuck you movie. Like, and it's like, also, no, if you, if you as an artist liked your art the way you created it, great. Then love it. Yes. But that, you can't make other people love it. No. Right. You can't make other people respect your canon in their own heads. No. Like, they, you can't you make can't them. You can't make them, No. At all. So, yeah, I feel like that's what happened with Dangaropa 3, V3, is that they were like, they, everybody is asking us for a third game. Three is a nice round number. Probably whoever their producers and investors are were like, push, push, push. Yeah, make one more. Just make one more. Make one more. And they're like, fine. We're going to make one so shitty. No one ever asked us to do this again. And they made it. And I, it just, my excitement level was so high going into this game. Oh. And it just like nosedived 
absolutely nosedive by the end. I was so frustrated by the end, I did not finish the last trial. I was on the last trial. <laughs> and I actually just watched the YouTube so I didn't have to finish it because I was so fucking over it. So, I mean, I hope that the director goes on to do other great things. I hope that he gets total creative freedom right. to make awesome works. I loved everything in this up until he didn't love it either. I mean, right. So, like, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Right. It's okay. It's okay, creators, if you just want to say no. <laughs> just, just say no. Just, just get out. Just say no. <laughs> I, wish, I, wish that that was, I wish that that was, like, a thing that they taught people. Like, would you have a good thing going? Just end it. Just end it. Get out while you love it still. Right. Let's, always, let's all do the, um, oh, my God, what is that show? I can't think of it. When they were in New York with George Costanza. How they went out on a high note. Why can't I think of Seinfeld? Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. Seinfeld. Let's, all, Seinfeld. let's all Seinfeld. Yep. Just go out on a high note. Everyone go out tried, on a high Everyone note. tried to talk him out of that. They were like, your show is still really great. It's still getting good ratings. People are still watching. He was like, yeah, I know. That's why I'm ending it now. Yes. <laughs> and everyone, and that was an ending that was divisive at the time, but I think it was a good ending. I think it was a good ending. I think it was very true to the show. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that's the key. Go out on a high note. Go out on a high note. Yeah. If you had just finished with the with that Despair Future Arc Dangaropa 3 anime. Yeah. It was a good ending. Perfect. Done. Dunskies. It was a great ending. Having watched it just yesterday, it was great. Yeah. Just like it was. If you have If you have any other game or anime horror wrecks that you'd like to pass our way, please, please do. do so. Hit yeah. us up on Instagram or TikTok or we do have an email. We do. We do. I don't really check it, but we do have it. We do have I it. I could check it. It's literally <laughs> on my phone, like with all my link to all my other. You know, if you email us, we will. We will. We check. will read it. We will start we will checking. We will. All right. Well, um, until next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.